0: Welcome to Blonde Moments. Just- Burped. <laughs> oh, no. We're off to a great start. Use me. Welcome to Blonde Moments <laughs> Podcast. I'm Gina Bogie.
1: And I'm Melinda Collins. We're back. <laughs> we're back and we're better. And just trying to give you some listening pleasures. For your ears, you already
0: know we have the the hardest time with our intros, like always. I blame the champagne. Yeah, we are drinking champagne again today. Cheers. Cheers! I hope I hope you're
1: drinking champagne with us.
0: Yeah, or at least like spike in your coffee or something.
1: Yeah. Oh, put a little Bailey's in there, or or whiskey. Oh yeah. Mm. A little whipped cream.
0: You know your day is starting out rough if you have whiskey in your coffee. Like, <laughs> if fuck. you need that. If that's the yeah. first thing you
1: need in the morning is some whiskey in your coffee, mm-hmm. woo, well, at least it's going to be looking up from there, right?
0: Yeah. That's I mean, a positive. I would hope. <laughs> that's a bad hangover if you need whiskey in your coffee. Yeah. I'd I, probably throw up.
1: Yeah. I can't. That used to be my go-to. I mean, whiskey was like my favorite. And now if I s- even smell it, it's like... Whoa, whoa. We
0: all know. I've talked about my Jack Daniels story before, haven't I?
1: I don't know. Let me hear it.
0: Where, when I moved from Michigan to Florida. This is not <laughs> ringing a bell. <laughs> oh, no. Well, stop me if you heard it before. I was moving from Michigan to Florida and I had, you know, fucked this guy, like, you know, on and off, whatever. And you didn't he- make love with him? No, we fucked. Okay. (laughs) And he was a tattoo artist into like, you know, not that that means anything, but he was into different things than I did, went to different bars than I did. You know, I was like a college kid going to the preppy bars. He was not into that scene. Uh, So before I left, he was like, you're going out to my side of town, my bars, you're drinking what I drink. You know, we're going to go out and get fucked up and get fucked. He was trying to change you. No, I think he just wanted me to like (laughs) experience his world. I get it. Yeah, before I moved, Um, so I did, and that's what we were drinking was Jack Daniels. I lost many hours of that night. Oh, for sure, Uh (laughs) complete blackout. But I was on my period. And I had just started my period, so I was like, sucks that we can't, you know, have sex one last time before I move, you know, which is what I wanted, but, you know, whatever. Well, I woke up in his bed naked. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God, like, where's, like, I went to the bathroom, you know, he still passed out. I'm like fishing around for my tampon, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the hell? Like, where is it? What happened? And I'm, like, digging around in the trash can in the in the bathroom. Like, did I take it out here? Did I flush this bitch? Like, it was right. gone. Like, what did I do with it? And clearly it was a little messy, you know, down there or whatever. So I was like, fuck. So, like, wadded some toilet paper up in there and went to go wake the guy up. <laughs> Just wanted some toilet paper. I didn't have any spare yeah. tampons. You do what you do. You, you I do mean, you do what, what you have to do, yep. honestly. Mm-hmm. So I go to wake the guy up, and I won't say the guy's name. So <laughs> I go to wake him up, and he turns around, and this man <laughs> had blood all <laughs> over his fucking face.
1: Just dried on like the joke. Right. Like
0: I had rode his face <laughs> like fucking sea biscuit. <laughs> It was like dried down his neck. <laughs> you know what though they do those blood facials.
1: He probably had like beautiful skin
0: once he washed himself oh, up. Man, I I was like, Oh no. And he was like, What? And I was like, you might want to go in the
1: bathroom. <laughs>
0: He was in the bathroom for like 45 minutes. Yeah, because
1: he's probably like, oh, my God. So
0: fucking embarrassed, right? (laughs) Why
1: would he be embarrassed, though?
0: I know, right? Right, yeah. I wasn't embarrassed. Exactly. like, like, thank you. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, damn, shit went down. (laughs) (laughs) If only there would have been like a camera.
1: (laughs) Right. To,
0: to watch that the next day, to watch the replays of that.
1: I mean, this, <sighs> I haven't heard this story in so long, and I forgot that's how the story started mm-hmm. because I swear to God, this was like one of the first stories you told me about yourself when we were first getting to know each other. Mm-hmm. And that's how I fell in love with you. So I'm like, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> he eventually came out of the bathroom. He was like, would you like a ride home?
1: <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to take another
0: ride on your face,
1: actually. Yeah.
0: I mean, shit, we've already done it. Right. Like,
1: <laughs> right. What difference does it make now? Yeah. Well, you like, know, it's funny, though. He was probably like one of those people who don't even like to have sex while someone's on, on their, their period. period. But right. Like, the Jack Daniels was like, oh, we're doing this yeah. tonight. And me, I could give a fuck less, honestly. Well, I agree. I should say the
0: first day for me is the heaviest. So I tend to stay away from the first day. But after that, it's like,
1: hmm, whatever. Right. Yeah.
0: Just fucking lay a towel down, take a shower. What? Mm-hmm. Who cares?
1: I don't care. Yeah. What but, do they call that? Don't get, don't Please. <laughs> I love that story. Thank
0: uh, you for sharing that on oh, your podcast. So that is my Jack Daniels story. And every time I drink it, I can't help but think of that and like smirk a little bit, you know? I
1: just picture him waking up like the Joker. Like just, you know, like it's like just dried.
0: It, it was. It was a dried <laughs> fucking mess.
1: So if that's what his face looked like, what do those sheets look like? Oh, they
0: were a mess. <laughs> they were a fucking mess. I love that. <sighs> yeah, I rarely ever drink Jack Daniels. Every now and again, that's the only time I ever will have whiskey, and I do a Jack and Coke. And you know me, I don't drink soda right, at all. Right. But every once in a grand while, it's like really good to have a Jack and Coke.
1: I'm not I'm, honestly like Jack was never my favorite. It was always Jameson or yeah, Tullamore Dew. Jameson. Ugh. Those were the I don't know. Jack was like too sweet for me, which is hilarious considering I love everything sweet. sweet. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, my like whiskey stories are mostly me just getting angry. That was that's my like everything pisses me off drink. Oh God, don't touch me, leave me alone sort of drink. Yeah. Yeah. That's not my like, let's get freaky. That's like, hey, let's start yelling I mean, at each tequila other. Tequila for me. <laughs> <laughs> that gets you angry? No, tequila gets me freaky. Oh, hell yeah. Take my clothes off. Mm-hmm. I have zero inhibitions when I start yeah, drinking tequila. None. Which And I love tequila. So we went out for a fish fry a couple weeks ago because in Wisconsin, fish fries are the big thing on Friday nights. Mm-hmm. And I was so excited because I saw on the drink menu, it had Casa Amigos. Casa Amigos? Casa Amigos. Casa Amigos margarita. Ooh, yummy. And I was like, oh, babe, get me a Casa Amigos in and, and pineapple. I was so excited because that's my favorite. I'm like so excited. And I'm drinking and I'm like, this doesn't taste right. It's Casa Azul that I like. Oh. totally different. Classe Azul. What is it? it? Isn't it Classe Azul? I don't know, but it's a tall white and blue yeah, bottle. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Classe Azul. That's my favorite and I completely muffed it up. Yeah, Casamigos it has a bite to it. It does mm-hmm. and I don't care for that bite. I like the other one, the Azul, because it's smooth and it doesn't have that Tequila tequila. Yeah, it's classe azul. Classe? Mm-hmm. Man, I, mean, I really messed that I up. I don't
0: know if we're pronouncing it right. Somebody out there correct us if we're not, but it's C L A S so. E.
1: And it's my favorite, and I can't even pronounce it.
0: The ultra. Do you know how much the ultra is of that? Well,
1: I think like even just a regular bottle of it's like 150. You can get it around
0: one. Twenty to one fifty, yeah. The ultra, the ultra añejo is eighteen hundred dollars for a I bet bottle. It's so good. Oh, I'm sure it probably tastes like water and then just fucks you up. My jam is the Don Julio seventy. Okay, that's my favorite. I can I can go with that too. It's it has zero bite. I do like the nineteen forty two as well, but I mean, for half the price, you can get the seventy and it's fucking good. <laughs> I love tequila. That is my number one go-to spirit is tequila. I don't even need to mix it with anything. Give it to me neat. I don't need no lime, no salt.
1: Damn. Just give me the tequila. I think we're going to switch from champagne to tequila. It's the only spirit that's an upper. And then we'll record and y'all will be like, I'm never listening to this mess again.
0: No, they're going to be like, can we have a video of that? We're going to be like <laughs> naked. <laughs> Humping the chairs.
1: So one of our listeners sent in a story. (laughs) You're like, so? No. uh, You know what? Sometimes you get that horny feeling and you feel like you just want to hump something. You know me. There's nothing wrong with humping inanimate objects. You know me. (laughs) I have nothing against it. Going to town on pillows. uh, When I was a kid, my toy, my favorite toy that I had was Baby Smurf. And I actually... Just brought it home like my mom still had kept it for me. And I was like looking at that thing and I'm like, man, what did I do to you when I was a kid? Like I'm just – I bet because it has like little fingers and like a big nose and I was just like, I'm sure I was at least minimally practicing kissing on that thing. Oh, for sure. Or putting that blue nose in your pussy. I don't know about all that. (laughs) That's me. I'm doing that. (laughs) Which now it's my son's toy. So I'm hoping that's not what I was doing with it, but – I'm like, you know, when you're a kid, you just, you do what you do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one of our listeners, Sarah, sent in a message and it was so funny because we haven't talked about this in a bit, but she said, okay, so it's taking me forever to send anything. I am forever behind on catching up on all my podcasts, but recently driving home from Florida, I made some progress with yours. I listened to the one where you played the sound of turtles having sex and started cracking up. (laughs) Now, if you don't know that sound, um, do yourself a favor and Google it because it's hilarious. It's entertaining. A few years ago, we were in Myrtle Beach at this place for gators and other animals when my daughter, who was 11 at the time, said the turtles were fighting. They were not fighting. (laughs) So here is her video. Oh, no. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) but you can kind of hear it in the background it's like
0: oh turtles
1: she said it was super funny and my daughter was so embarrassed lol and i was just like so funny because obviously you're gonna be like yeah they're they're just fighting that's Mm -hmm. not sex they're just (laughs) they're just playing hide the something in the turtle shell And then she said, what's even funnier is when I was listening to your episode and that exact part you said turtle sex, just as I was rolling through a drive-thru and had pulled up to the window to pay. Thank God I was in Kentucky and they had no right to judge. (laughs) (laughs) But I love it that, I mean, the noises animals make are just hilarious. I mean, we make weird noises too, I'm sure, you know, if you like listen back. If you're not being recorded, what that would be like, you know, if like you don't know you're being recorded and you're just like all into the mood yeah. and stuff, and I then you're imagine. like, oh god, I sounded like a wildebeest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had <laughs> I had randomly left a uh, TLC on because I was watching my 600 pound life. Oh,
1: I was thinking like Ch-, like the like oh. the band like so I creep. Yeah,
0: <laughs> just keep it on the down low. Oh yeah. No, I was watching My 600 hundred pound Life. And then I like to see it when they lose weight. I like to see it when they g- gain a healthier lifestyle. It makes me feel happy. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyways, after that came on like breaking – return to Amish. Oh, Amish uh-huh. Which I'd never seen before. And I ended up walking in these two girls – one of them was having phone sex and the other girl like heard them having phone sex and they were like it scared me it sounded like a barn animal
1: <laughs> hey good for her that meant she was getting into it yeah, then yeah and
0: they played like clips of her and it did she was like
1: oh f-
0: <laughs> <laughs> that might have been me too i was like oh damn god i hope i never sound like that like while fucking you know who cares I mean, sometimes you get lost in the moment. Yeah, that just
1: means you're getting it hit just right. Noises come out, Mm -hmm. you know. Dude, I remember I used to watch Breaking Amish when it first came out, and oh my God, like the girl had like no teeth, and she had to get like fake teeth put in, and they're so mean and judgmental to the other girls. And there was one girl who – Ended up having to go into rehab. She even like lost custody of her daughter. Like, oh, just no. I'm like, holy shit! Like these people went through some stuff. Yeah, it was. This wild. was
0: returned to Amish, so I don't even know what it's about. I like are they return, they left the Amish culture and they're coming back. Like I have no idea.
1: I wonder if it's the same people and they're just catching up on them again. No, nope, the Return to Amish looks like those are different. Oh, there's. No, it depends on which one you saw. Because this picture of Return to Amish are the people that I was just talking about. Oh. Were they these people? Yes. Okay, so the girl on your- Or some of them were. The bottom left was the one who like really got into, I think, heroin and lost her daughter, custody of her daughter. The one by the older woman is the one who has no teeth. Oh, wow. And she was married to the guy- With the hoop earring. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the only reason i knew nope, it was not of the him. one with the hoop earring. i think his name was Jer- that guy's name is jeremiah i think i don't remember but that was a crazy show where you're just like wow man you just you leave your your society and things got real crazy for them okay the girl who lost the custody of her daughter her name was sabrina and her little girl is so cute
0: well, I was just entertained by the the barn animal noises she was making. I'm going to have to Google that just to hear it. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it tonight. Well, I have two Florida woman stories. Ooh. And I have a bone to pick with St. Petersburg, Florida, because they are both randomly from oh. <laughs> St. Petersburg, Florida, which if you don't know, that's where I lived when I lived in Florida. There's
1: stopping grounds. Yeah,
0: it's my... Maybe I know these people. (laughs) A Florida woman lunged from the back seat and attacked her Uber driver, (gasps) biting, choking, and scratching the man, leaving him bloodied. Records show Michelle Stillwell of St. Petersburg was in an Uber around 4.45 p.m. on Saturday when she started choking the driver while he was behind the wheel, using first her hands and her arms in the
1: unprovoked attack. Like, this woman had to have been on drugs. Something for sure. Something. That is scary. I always think of being some sort of, you know, Uber or Lyft driver like the stuff that not only would you see, but you don't really have any protection.
0: No. Deputy said witnesses saw what was happening and pulled her off to the victim until authorities arrived. So, imagine if people weren't around. Right. And this is a completely unprovoked attack. Jeez. And you're just doing your job.
1: Yeah. Oh, my
0: God. I mean, we, we all remember the story of my Uber driver in Florida. Yes. So I'm – I'm. Pitbull? What was his
1: name? Uh, Bulldog. Bulldog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you think about it, that was like scary too. You know, he's pulling out a knife, like Yeah,
1: and he is completely in control of yeah. the two of you in, in your in the his car. That anything could have happened. Hey, but before you go into your other Florida woman story, you just had a crazy story at work. Oh my god, yes.
0: This woman walked into my job And she had a dog and she said it was her service dog, which fine, like whatever. But she was like very off or something off about her. And so Mm -hmm. we kind of sent her along. She put her flip flops in our mailbox out front. We had to like give them back to her. Like there was something very off kilter about her. So apparently she went to a restaurant like two doors down ate something, didn't pay, then left, then went to another restaurant and they wouldn't let her in. And she started like grabbing all the flower pots and like flinging the flower pots, throwing flowers, flinging the flower pots at cars, laying in the middle of the street. Like she wouldn't get out of the middle of the street. She ended up getting arrested because at one of the places down the block, they had those big like propane heaters Mm -hmm. and she flung one of those and broke it. And I guess that was enough to like press charges on her. But then I guess we heard like two days later, she was back at it. She was ripping the flowers out of a a hotel. Like, you know how they have like nice arrangements Mm -hmm. out front, like ripping those, throwing those, throwing things again, breaking things. I was like, dang.
1: I know. I was trying to figure out what drug variety she was on. I think just all of them. Yeah,
0: either that or maybe she has like mental health issues and stopped taking her meds. Sure. But she, you you showed me a picture where she was quite scary looking. I showed you the video too of her flinging
1: the flower pot. Yes.
0: She was like, ah, flinging the flower pot screaming. We were like, what the hell? Like, just another day
1: in downtown
0: Milwaukee. Mm hmm just uh never know what you're going to see <sighs> my other florida woman is behind bars after offering lap dances to random citizens which not bad right what's the problem with this yeah
1: i see nothing wrong here asking
0: police if they wanted to have sex on the sidewalk okay I still <laughs> and see threatening wrong. assault against paramedics <laughs> Olivia Taylor Washek, 28, was charged in St. Petersburg with disorderly intoxication disturbance on Saturday shortly before 9 p.m. Wow. She was stumbling on the sidewalk attempting to give random citizens lap dances outside of a business. Can you imagine? You're just like
1: <laughs> eating your dinner. Yeah. No, it didn't say to... that she was charging either. She was just, they were free.
0: Yeah. Someone's just trying to pop their pussy on you while you're eating your <laughs> steak. <laughs> pop, pop that pussy, baby. Pop that pussy. I want to rock. I want to rock. <laughs> so she proceeded to ask police if they wanted to have sex on the sidewalk.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this woman was just horny. She was horny.
1: That's yeah. it. She didn't have Tracy's dog. No. No. She just right there. Sidewalk looked good. This she wanted woman, a little cement burn. Yeah. She wanted to get fucked. Yeah.
0: She was just a little too aggressive about it and a little too drunk. (laughs) Honey, here in the future, don't get so drunk. Right.
1: (laughs) Be a little bit more sly about it.
0: And yeah,
1: I mean, I get it. Sometimes when you start getting that horny feeling, it's like you need something. It's going to happen. Yeah. Not that we
0: condone. Dis- disclaimer <laughs> for all the ultra sensitive people out there. We're not condoning forcing yourself on anyone for sex, man or she woman. She wasn't. She
1: was asking. It said she asked yeah, them. she asked.
0: She did. You know, you're right. She asked if they wanted to fuck on the Yeah, sidewalk. see?
1: She didn't just force herself on them. Yeah. I mean, at least per this story, I can only imagine what went down. I can picture it, though.
0: Downtown St. Pete, I have seen many, many, many things. You have to understand, if you live in St. Petersburg, this isn't even that big of a deal. Sure. Seeing that. Just
1: another Tuesday night. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: There was one night we were downtown and a, the, a man, a naked man with an axe, was running downtown and police were chasing after him. Oh, we were like, Oh wow. my God, an axe? An axe, yeah. I believe they ended up shooting him, which is, you know, sad because he was probably just real fucked up on drugs. But that's but. like a threat. That's
1: yeah, scary. you can't
0: just go swinging an axe around while you're naked running through downtown. But we were all just like, eh.
1: I would love to know how that story started.
0: I don't know. I should Google it. <laughs> we were just like, oh, oh, yeah, it's downtown.
1: Yeah. This is what it This is mm-hmm. <laughs> good old St. <Saint> Pete.
0: <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I love St. Pete. I go visit almost every year. I have lots of dear friends that live there. You're but, so yeah.
1: funny. You always feel like you have to, like, make a disclaimer that well, you still I love Well, because I do them. love
0: Florida And it's just funny to me that both of these stories that are very recent are both from St. Petersburg.
1: I think, too, it's, you know, if if you live there, you know. Yeah. Well, I found this way. I'm going to take it down so it's not super funny, but the bathroom at my doctor's office has a discreet way for victims of abuse, violence, or human trafficking to get help. So inside the bathroom, they have, you know how like if you have like, let's say like a bicycle for sale and 20 years ago, you'd put it on like a lamppost and then you had the little phone numbers and you'd take Mm -hmm. the piece of paper off. It's, It's like one of these things, but it says, scared to go home, need help, we will help you. So you tear off a strip of the paper, you give it to any staff member, and then they would see you privately. Oh, wow. So I like love stuff like this. And then I also found one that was inside of a woman's bathroom. It says, for those who feel unsafe on a date, and says, Hi, I'm Angela. Are you on a date that isn't working out? Do you feel like you're not in a safe situation? Is your Tinder or Plenty of Fish date not who they said they were on their profile? Does it all feel a bit weird? If you go to the bar and ask for Angela, the bar staff will know you need some help getting out of your situation and will call you a taxi or help you out di- discreetly without too much fuss. Oh, wow. I love seeing stuff like this.
0: I do too because in today's day and age of like, you know, online dating and mm-hmm. everything else and since COVID has hit, I think online dating is at an all-time high again. Sure. Sure. Yeah, and now that people are starting to go out again, yeah, it's really important to be safe. You Mm -hmm. don't know these people, right? And even if you're meeting them in a public place, like, yeah, what if something does happen and you do feel uncomfortable, you Mm -hmm. know?
1: I was watching Judge Mathis. Mm -hmm. I love those shows like Judge Judy and People's Court. Oh, my God, I love that stuff. But there was this woman who was suing her daughter, and this woman – was not really a part of her daughter's life until she was 12 and then the girl's father got deported back to I think it was Guatemala and so the mom like went down this bad path and was like men were coming in and out of her house and all this stuff well the girl ends up running away from home she was like I think 13. And she ended up getting involved in sex trafficking. Oh,
0: no. This
1: mom was suing the daughter for getting involved in sex trafficking and making her worry. Like, oh, my God. Judge Mathis is like, Mm -mm. "Um, she didn't choose that. She ran away because you are an her, awful parent. Oh, my God. It was, like, insane to me. I'm like, how, how does this even pop up into your head to think, like, I'm such a shit person. I gave my daughter an awful life and I'm going to sue her because she got involved in something that she's, yeah. like, put into? That poor girl. Oh, my God. But she actually, the daughter, like, she's mm, maybe 19 or 20 now. She seems so, like, okay. Like she seemed Thank like really goodness. confident in herself and she seemed like as put together, more put together, I would say, than you could imagine somebody growing up the way that she did. Yeah. But I'm like, man, that woman is awful.
0: Did they make sure to tell her what a piece of she did Oh, shit he did. She, okay, yeah. Good. Judge Mathis
1: doesn't play. He was like like laughing Ugh. at her. Like you're really suing her for this. Yeah. She, and he's like, She should be suing you. you. It was
0: a mess. Fucking negligence and everything else. Mm-hmm. Damn. Some people
1: just shouldn't be parents. Yep. And that's what I mean. I like struggle with that. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) do you get to be a parent? Hmm. Okay. And I have plenty of friends who can't have children. Yeah. It's so messed up. It is so fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I feel like every day lately, I'm just hearing more and more awful things that are going on. And I'm like, is this hell that we live in now? You know, like it's. Honestly, and this is just my theory, you know how I have my
0: scenarios. I think that people's mental health has really suffered over the last year of this pandemic. Yeah. And being locked up and honestly, I feel like some people it's it's brought out the absolute worst in them. Mhm. Instead of, you know, making people want to come together. No, in some people it has, don't get me wrong. But a lot of people, it is brought out the fucking
1: worst in them. Well, I mean, you got to think like a lot of people are literally living alone. And then, you know, if you already have any sort of, I'm sure, anxiety or depression or any sort of mental health Mm -hmm. and and you're alone, you don't have, you know, people around you to hug or talk to and you're just sitting there. I mean, because I know with my situation that went on. Even though I had an awesome support system, I, it, like it was the silence that really was the hardest for me. Like yeah. those quiet times, it's like you just think too much. And I don't really – I feel like now that I'm a mom, I may, might have like some anxiety in certain things, but I've never been like a really anxious person or I don't have depression. I mean, I feel very fortunate that I don't. But it's like when when you're going through something and it's quiet, you like – I can't even imagine if you have anything. Yeah, your like,
0: mind starts to go places. <sighs> you know.
1: Yeah. So mm-hmm. I I'm sure that it's been really hard for people, and my heart goes out to anybody who's struggling with any sort of mental health issues. I wish that you know it wasn't such a stigma in our world that you can't talk and you can't ask for help because like I feel like you should be able to and getting therapy or whatever it is that you need is important. It's yeah. so important. And you're special and you're important and you know I feel like especially with social media, I mean you you look at these um profiles of people and they're every day they're in a different country and they have, you know, cocktails and swimming in pools and all this stuff and it's like it it makes you even feel even more like bad about yourself and it's like that's it's just a skewed reality. Yeah, I do
0: think that in today's day and age, it has gotten a lot better. The stigma around mental health yeah. isn't as bad as it used to be. Thank God, it has gotten better. Um, but we still need to get we still need to get better about it. Yeah, we still got a ways to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and think about it, even from a mental health aspect, if you already had like anger issues or things like that, and then. You know you're alone, and it it get, it gets worse, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I don't know. I just keep hoping and praying that we just keep moving forward in a positive direction, and it's sometimes thinking that we have some hope, and then sometimes it's like ah, oh, you hear another story, and you're like, fuck, what
1: is wrong with this world right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm not even you know like talking about. Just mental health, but it's like I feel like every day I'm finding out of another person who has cancer or lost a baby or and I'm just like, fuck, like, Mm -hmm. like we all as a world need like one week. One week where everything's going really good in your yeah. life and there's no bad news. And like, I know that's never going to happen, but it's just, it's awful. It would be nice if it did.
0: Mm-hmm. If for just one week we're like, hey, everything is puppies and sunshine and rainbows for everybody yes. for a full seven days. like Dude, we all deserve I, it. <laughs> yeah.
1: We would all be like, ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So today's episode is our true crime. But before we go into that, I have a poll that I want to discuss. Oh, boy. So I saw this Facebook message, and it made me laugh. Uh, this woman wrote, I learned that people actually stand to wipe after a poo. Did not know that was a thing. Stand? Stand. Stand. This is a new one for me. Yes. Why? So the comments under it was hilarious. Like, who does that? Your cheeks would trap the poo in. That's just what I was thinking. When you're sitting, your ass cheeks yep. are spread out more. So you get all in there. You get to wipe it all. Mm-hmm. If you're standing, they're closer together. Yeah. And I mean, you're kind of like clenched a little bit. So then you're still leaving like puticles in there. Yeah. So I am a sit and wipe person. Maybe 100%. on the off chance if... You know, you're using like a washcloth or baby wipe or something after to stand okay. But it's like your initial like toilet paper wiping. I am a sitter. I am a sitter as well. So if you're not a sitter and you're a stander, I want to hear, but we'll have to post a poll yeah, on it. And why? Because from that Facebook message that I saw, it was pretty 50-50. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people standing to wipe after they shit? It's yes. so weird
1: to me. I feel like it's extra weird to think like you, if you don't even do the initial wipe sitting and then you stand right. up, you're going to like, maybe like you could drop. You don't pee and-, and then stand up and wipe your pussy. Well, that could be a thing too. I don't know. I must sit and wipe in general. Yes. And we've already
0: talked about wadding versus folding. Yeah, anybody who folds, you're weird. Yeah, we're waters over here. <laughs> waters, you know. Waters and squatters. That's <laughs> what we are. <laughs>
1: but I, I'm like curious, like if they're what our listeners are like. Is it sit? Or is it stand? And um, if you are a, a stander, I want to know why. Like, what's your reasoning behind it? Yeah. That? Maybe you can change me. Maybe I'm missing out on something here. Mm-mm. No. I'm going
0: <laughs> to go ahead and say you're not going to change me because in my head, I'm going to be like, there's still shit in there. You right. Know?
1: And I would be scared I'm going to stand up and then something's going to fall on the toilet or, you know, like if you're not done yet
0: yeah Mm -hmm. those are like the people who wipe back to front there's something wrong with you
1: (laughs) you don't wipe the shit to the clit especially if you're a woman i mean you're living on the edge of always possibly having uti if you you know front to back you're pulling on that thread pretty close yes (laughs) front (laughs) to back (laughs) even if you're a a boy a guy you should be wiping front to back because
0: otherwise you can get on your balls yeah
1: you don't need that.
0: No. No, because no wants-
1: there is always an opportunity for a blowjob every day. You never know when it's going to yeah. happen. You don't want any poodles on that ball sack. If you got shitty balls, mm. Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and we know that I like to lick and caress the balls, so I would not be for that, even though Gina, hey, she could have all the poop on the balls that, that you want because she doesn't touch them or lick them, so... I mean, it's
0: just not like my favorite, you know? (laughs) I'm just giving you shit because
1: that was on last week's episode, how you were like, no, mm mm-mm. I just, they don't do anything for me. I like, I like balls, so.
0: And they're also very sensitive. What if you suck on one like too hard? It is an art that I have Uh, mastered. I'd rather do the art of sucking dick.
1: Well, I got that pretty damn good too. Same. And it doesn't
0: involve the balls. No,
1: see, mm Mm-mm. Well, yeah. it's okay. Well, then more of the balls are for me then. I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah.
0: I like cup the balls. I'll, I'll cup the balls or something. Okay.
1: But. That's that's more than you said last week. <laughs> last week, it was like you completely <laughs> ignore them. I just would rather focus on the dick, you know? Yeah. I like to like, you know, like rubbing and like groping like the thighs when you're like, oh, yeah, I like yeah. All that. hmm well, we're gonna take like a few Ooh, minute break yeah. here because uh, I'm getting the law turned. out. getting a little hot <laughs> and bothered
0: here, thinking about dicks in our mouth. And I need a refill. I do love a dick in my mouth, so <laughs> just no balls. Just no balls. <laughs> How do we even go to talk about true crime after this, But talking about
1: balls and
0: that's, dick? And, that's what
1: we do. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I am going to start with my true crime story. And this takes place in 2002 in the Finger Lakes. Oh, the Finger Lakes. Which always makes me think of The Office. Jim Carrey had a little guest role on there and he's like in the Finger Lakes. Where are the Finger Lakes? Upstate New York. Okay. And they look like fingers. I gotta see that real up or right there, the finger lakes. Finger lakes. So this takes place on Cayuga Lake, which I'm probably not saying right. This was a popular park at the lake where they had boating, skiing, all that good stuff. And 27-year-old Harry Uhl, who was a stock car racer, he went by the name of Hurricane Harry, was considered a local celebrity. Harry loved everything to do with the lake, and one night he decided to take his boat out for a midnight ride with three of his friends. At around two a.m., Harry headed for shore, and he dropped off two of his friends so they could use the bathroom. Eighteen-year-old Nazarene Raza stayed on the boat with Harry. The lake was calm. Wait, and quiet. time out. He dropped them off somewhere to use the bathroom. Like he pulled to the shore, like at like a pier.
0: Everybody knows you can just jump in the water and pee. Well, it was or hang your butt it was off like the boat. like two
1: a.m. So yes, hang your butt yeah. off. Red Solo cup it. I mean, that's what I used to do. Yeah. you just pee in a red Solo cup and, and then chuck p- it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, not the cup, but you know, spill. yes, chuck the pee, chuck into the pee. The, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying pollute our lakes, but yeah. So he dropped them off. I mean, maybe one of the guys had to take a dookie. Who knows?
0: Still, you can you can <laughs> feed the fish. You can
1: lean can that you, butt no, over the see, boat. No, like <laughs> drop. I deuce. wouldn't be able unless it was like diarrhea and I had to go that minute. But if it's just like a real like full normal turd, I'm not going to be able to just pop my butt over. Oh, the side. I'm hanging my ass
0: over the side. Well, we know
1: you would. <laughs> <laughs> So the lake was calm and quiet, and because of that, Harry didn't tie the boat to the dock, and they drifted while waiting for his two friends to return. Nazarene recounted that they heard a loud noise, and then there was a crash. Next thing she noticed, she saw blood everywhere. Oh, no. Nazarene felt like her arm was bit off, and she started screaming, and Harry was hit in the head and died instantly.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Nazarene was rushed to the hospital. She had lost a lot of blood because her arm was completely, oh, I shouldn't say, it was almost completely torn off. The investigators could not figure out what caused the crash, but they figured it was another boat. They went up and down the lake trying to find any sign of another boat. They brought in a vessel accident reconstructor oh, Chit,
0: we're, we are drinking, so. <laughs> police brought in a vessel accident
1: reconstructurist. Reconstructurist. Yeah, say it again. Reconstructorist. Reconstructurist. Reconstructurist. <laughs> There's another C in there. <laughs> they were not successful in finding any evidence because any evidence would have drifted away or sunk. Upon further examination of the boat, the captain on the police force stated it looked like something plowed right through the center of the boat. Investigators found that the boat's lights were off when the crash occurred because remember he was just pulled to the dock. It's 2 a.m. And they kind of drifted away. The rubber stoppers had been placed into the sockets. There were chop marks that had cut through the upholstery that looked like it was from a spinning propeller. Oh. So another boat just like crashed into them? Over them? Possibly. Man. The way the damage was, it appeared the boat would have actually left the water, flew through the air, and over Harry's boat. Oh my gosh, how is that even possible? The impact of the boat hitting the other boat would have launched the boat into the air over the front of the boat where Nazarene was sitting, the propeller cutting Nazarene's arm, and then struck Harry in the head. So this is what they're thinking went on. So it was a boat going way too fast. Investigators found a bullet-sized hole inside the boat in the forward section. This was created by the engine of the other boat, which they found to be an inboard-outboard motor. They also determined the boat that hit Harry's boat was going at a high speed of rate. So what is so crazy to me is like, you know how many times when I used to live on the East Coast, we would take our boat out in the middle of the night and the water would be so calm and you couldn't hear anybody. Like, it's just crazy to me to think like something like this could happen. I mean, you're supposed to have your lights on, but at Harry Ewell's autopsy, the coroner found chips of white paint in his wounds. Mm. Investigators also found there were no marine organisms in Harry's wounds. This shows that the boat was extremely clean or the boat was kept on a trailer, usually being rinsed off after each use. Now they know they are looking for a white damaged boat with an inboard outboard motor, a V-shaped hull with a broken propeller and kept on a trailer not docked in the water. So this is pretty like amazing. They're able to like figure all this stuff out. And the fact that there was paint chips left in his wounds is pretty gnarly. Yeah, that's crazy. So police put this info out to the media and asked for anyone with any information. And since Harry was a local celebrity, there was a lot of talk around town. One day later, a caller gave the police information about a boat that appeared to have been in a collision. The bow and one side of the boat had damage as well as compound marks and paint on the boat. A fresh drop of blood on the dashboard near the driver's shift lever. And they were certain that this was the boat. Forensic testing showed the paint was different than the boat chips found in the wounds on Harry's body. No damage to the propeller. Also, the blood was not Harry's or Nazarene's after DNA testing, so they continue their search. Jeez. A memorial stock car race was held in Harry's honor, and Nazarene survived, but her arm was severely damaged, and it will never function normally again. Police continue asking for help with this crash, and four days after the accident, a caller gave a lead. John Ottenshot called and stated that he thinks he was a passenger on a boat that hit Harry's boat. He thinks? John said he was riding on the lake as a passenger and they hit something, but they didn't know what it was. It was dark and overcast and they couldn't see anything. They knew they hit something big. They circled back to see what they had hit, but they did not see anything. Now, in my head, I'm thinking, wouldn't you, you would hear something, right? I mean, yeah. Nazarene was like screaming. Like, how could you not at least even
0: hear something circling back, especially if it was at night and it was quiet? Right.
1: After they had hit something, they took the boat to the launch and out of the water and drove home. His coworker, Floyd Wright, was the driver. He did not want to go to the police because he was scared that he was going to lose his job. So police questioned Floyd, and he also said he knew they hit something but did not know what they hit said they got out of the water because they were unsure of the damage they had to their boat. The police said they couldn't believe him because there was no way they didn't hear Nazarene's screams, which I agree. We just said, yeah. People 100 feet away had claimed they could hear her screams, and over water, sound travels like crazy. Floyd said yeah. he was drinking but had five or six drinks throughout the day. The police obtained a warrant and searched the property. They found the boat. Repairs had been made to the boat. The repairs were not flush with the fiberglass. It had been spray painted white. If there was blood, it had been removed and repainted. The propeller was removed, but they found it in the barn. No repairs, and it was broken beyond repair. The propeller had no blood or tissue on it, but that would have washed away in the water. But the propeller did have a crack, and inside the crack, there was a small piece of foam. They analyzed the material under a microscope and found that the foam was similar to the foam in the seat in Harry's boat. Oh, wow. They shined an infrared light throughout the foam and got a chemical fingerprint and found that it was indistinguishable from the foam in Harry's boat. Man, forensics is crazy. It really, really is. The paint chips were compared and the chemical composition was identical. They used this evidence to link Floyd to the hit and run of Harry's boat. Harry's boat was in the lake without its lights on. Harry was struck in the head, killing him instantly. They weren't able to tell Floyd's blood alcohol level and this limited the prosecutor's case. But then Floyd's auto license was suspended previously for a DWI. Floyd was charged with failing to report an accident and tampering with evidence. He pled not guilty, but was sentenced to four years in prison. John Ottenshot was given immunity because he gave his testimony. And today, John admits that they would have been considered legally intoxicated. Wow. Four years for lying, covering up, and killing somebody is pretty crazy to me, considering they were under the influence but it, that story made me think, like, so much. Like, you just – I don't know. You don't, How often do you think, like, an accident like that could happen on the lake? Right. right? You're and just you're- taking
0: your boat out at night. Like, not in a million years do you think that you're never going to come back?
1: No. And I mean, yeah, yeah, he didn't have his lights on, but – they had to have known they hit something,
0: right? And that's the point where you stop because what if he wasn't killed instantly? What if they could have helped him? Or you know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Obviously, they they heard her screaming. They had know? to have. They had to have. Of course, they're gonna say not later because it makes it look worse.
1: Mm-hmm. You know.
0: But, yeah, go back and see if you can help. You know, an accident happened. They were drunk going too fast. Which, But I'm they sure
1: sh- that's why they were scared. Yeah.
0: They didn't have their lights on their boat, which not saying that that should have happened, but I'm sure it didn't help mm-hmm. with the fact that they didn't have their lights on. Yeah. Ugh. But I thought
1: that was a crazy story and just something to think about as we're getting into the warmer months. Mm-hmm. Be out. Be safe. You know. Put your lights on. Yeah, put your
0: lights on. And don't drive the boat if you're fucking drunk. Just like a car. Don't do it.
1: Don't I th- do I it. mean, I honestly, I get so scared on water going like high speeds and you hit waves and stuff like that. If anybody's drinking, I just feel super uncomfortable. Yeah, because it's very dangerous. Like if you're just like sitting on a boat and it's tied up and you're, you're drinking okay, like that's fine. But I don't know, like the whole thought of, I mean, I've seen videos where people just tip over and- yeah. Or that one video
0: where they always play—they're going play, super fast. Yeah, where they play "Turn Down for What" uh-huh. and they're just like tossed
1: around. That like that's so scary. Yeah. And you know what? You have like in a car. I feel like you you have more control because you know what the freeway is looking like, everything basically. But like yeah. on a water and a wave, sometimes mm. you hit those. It feels like you're hitting a cement block. Yeah. And
0: you know you combine that if you're thrown from the boat unconscious, you're probably going to drown, right? And you're, you're looking an... all
1: hot in your little skimpy bikini, not wearing a life jacket. Yeah, mm, it's scary. Yeah, man, what a tragic story. Yeah. <sighs>
0: all right. Well, I'm going to switch gears and share my story here. This is another one that was sent in by a listener, Jill. Not my sister, another listener named Jill, to discuss Skylar Niece, which I'd never heard of this story. The name um, doesn't sound
1: familiar to me either. So
0: It was in 2012. It wasn't oh. even that long ago. So, okay. I mean, relatively. Yeah. I, mean, I guess. I don't know. It's 2021. Um, so, I actually had to get this off of the internet. This is off of grunge.com because I could not find any shows about this to watch yet. You know, it might be one of those things where they make a show about it eventually but this reminded me of another case that we've covered and i'm sure you'll figure out what case that is once i start talking about it in july 2012 skylar niece disappeared from her home in star city west virginia she was 16 years old after she finished a shift at wendy's on the night of july 5th she went home kissed her parents goodnight for the last time when her parents woke up the following morning skylar was gone She has a lot of friends and is big into social networks, but has not been online since she disappeared. There was no bank activity, and her cell phone has not been turned on, so it's unlikely that she's just chose Mm -hmm. to disappear.
1: And then I wonder if the cops were like, well, she probably just ran away.
0: Well, right, because she's young. Mm -hmm. After Skylar went missing, the police started investigating A surveillance video from a camera placed in the apartment complex that she lived in showed that she climbed out of a window a bit after midnight on July 6th and got into a sedan. The friend who picked her up was interviewed and told the authorities that she dropped Skylar off an hour later, even though there is no footage of her returning home. Uh At the beginning, the police thought that it could have been a runaway case, but her parents found that to be very unlikely. Her contact lenses were still in her bedroom. Everything the girl would take was there. Toothbrush, hairbrush. She had her cell phone, but not her charger. So as time went by and she failed to appear, her family and friends started to fear the worst. Her remains were found on January 16th, 2013 in a remote rural area in western Pennsylvania and were identified as those of the missing teenage girl several weeks later. Skylar would have turned 17 on February 10th Instead, they of celebrating, um, they lit candles and held a vigil to honor her memory. Fuck. Shortly after her disappearance, the FBI joined the investigation and started to interview her schoolmates. They questioned Sheila Eddy, one of her friends, who picked up Skylar and allegedly dropped her off the night she disappeared. The girl said Skylar was insistent that she be dropped off down the street so her friend's car did not wake anyone. Hmm. Mm. But something didn't feel right. Skylar's last tweet from the night before she went missing read, you doing shit like that is why I will never completely trust you. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Everyone who knew Skylar said that the 16-year-old girl was a successful, sociable, active teenager. She had a 4.0 grade average, had a part-time job at Wendy's, an active social life. Uh, She was an honor student at the high school. She was described as a very bubbly person by her family and friends. She was also very loyal to her friends, the people she thought were her friends. So on January 3rd, 2013, Rachel Shoof, one of Skylar's best friends, admitted to planning and carrying out the murder with Sheila Eddy as a friend of Skylar.
1: Come on.
0: This was a revelation that shocked even police. In a secret hearing, the girl confessed that she and Eddy had planned and carried out the murder together. Rachel Shoof was the one who took the police to the remote place of the woods where they had buried Skylar. Eddie allegedly lured niece out of her family's apartment in the middle of the night, stabbing her to death at an agreed-upon moment and hid her body under branches in a Pennsylvania township about 30 miles away from her house. So what does this remind you Slender of? Slender Man. Slender Man, yeah. Which we've talked about before. I just, I just can't wrap my head around this, how girls, this young, plot... To kill one of their friends.
1: I i mean, and the Slender Man was hard for me because they were so young. Yeah. I just... Like, I mean, she was 16 like in this how one. do you Like, at 16, 17, how do you not know that death is so final? And it's like, why don't you just stop being friends with that person? And like Slender Man, they had it in their head, right? That like they were doing this for this purpose, whatever. This doesn't seem like that's no. the case. I'm sure it's not. But it's like, how are you 16, 17 or however old the murderers are? And not realize, like, there's other ways around things. At 16 years old, I had no thoughts of stabbing anyone, let alone my
0: friends. None. Like, oh, my God. According to Skylar's father, Rachel Shoof and Sheila Eddy were Skylar's best friends, and she loved them. And how could they turn on her? They counted three, two, one. Like, they counted down and stabbed her together. Like, Sick. When Rachel Schoaf pled guilty in 2013, <gasps> Kelly Kearns, a close family friend who was effectively Rachel's aunt, couldn't believe that the girl she had helped raise was capable of committing such a horrible crime. Oh, my
1: God. There so they were an- like super close to the family then.
0: Yes. There was never any sign, not a mean kid, not a bully, didn't torture animals, and it's been a long two years trying for them to come to grips with, with what was happening. She also said that Rachel, Sheila, and Skylar were inseparable- and while Kearns admits that she had noticed a change in Rachel's behavior in the months before the murder,
1: she was still shocked, you know. And that's like another one of those things too, like watching Slender Man, the documentary that they did, and the parents of the murderers, of the girls who performed the murder attack because the girl ultimately lived. Yeah. It was like there were no red flags for them either. There nope. wasn't like, you know, these girls were like super introverted or that's not even like an excuse no but like they were there was very nothing, social yeah yeah and they just seem like really sweet girls too watching that documentary it's like what what like, happened? what happened and yeah. I I honestly I felt kind of bad for the girls who performed the attack of their parents because they seem like well-rounded people well what Morgan Geiser
0: right I I believe that's right it was her dad who suffered from schizophrenia yes so there was signs there but I mean but
1: that just because you're schizophrenic doesn't mean you're you're gonna go off and kill somebody right Right. so it's like I just that whole story just is so heavy it still doesn't sit
0: well with me neither does this one in 2014, nearly a year after Shuf did so, Sheila at E.D. also pled guilty to murdering Skylar. Sheila and Skylar had been best friends since they were eight years old. Um, they said that Sheila didn't even knock on the door when she came over. She just came on in. Sure, and, and that's what...
1: As I'm saying, like, how close were these girls? Yeah. Like, you have no freaking clue that this is even happening or that, like, you just think they wouldn't be capable of something. Like, that's probably not even a thought in your mind. Yeah. That's so sad to me. So sad. Because you know what, too? Not only did you lose your daughter, but I'm sure those girls meant something to you, too. You know, like if you're the parents of Skylar, I'm sure like those two girls, that's a loss, too, to you. Yeah. When Skylar first
0: disappeared that July night in 2012, the police thought it was a runaway case. And Mm -hmm. there were rumors also that Skylar may have overdosed on heroin. That was until Jessica Colbank. Yeah, who was, and then she buried herself. And she buried mm-hmm. herself, yeah. Who was working on the case at the time, started having suspicions about one of the girls. Then when she questioned Sheila Eddy for the first time, she said Eddy was just completely blank on emotions. There was absolutely nothing. It was like iced over. It wasn't until later that the truth came to the surface. And when police officers asked Rachel, why did you guys kill Skylar? Her answer was, we just didn't like her.
1: Yeah, see, you don't have to kill her. Stop talking to her. Leave her alone. Just – I don't – and this is the thing too. The truth always comes out. Like I understand like to me, sixteen, seventeen, you're a baby to me in my mind still. Like you you don't know – like you don't know who you are but much no. less like the ins and outs of things. But like you will be caught. You will be. And then you're going to ruin the rest of your own life because you didn't like a girl. Yeah. And like why? So just stop being friends with right. her. Oh, that just – How many lives are ruined because of this is just so sad to me. Yeah. I have to say, like, since the loss of my baby girl, true crime has been really hard for me to watch, listen to, anything like that. Because it's like, life is already so hard as it is, much less people being murdered and kidnapped and sex trafficked and all this stuff. It's like, I mean, we really, as a race, we don't try to make our lives any easier. Yeah. Yeah
0: it's crazy. Well, after pleading guilty to first-degree murder, Sheila Eddy was sentenced to life in prison on January 27th, 2014. <gasps> on February 25th, Rachel Shuf was pre- sentenced to 30 years in prison after having pled guilty to second-degree murder in May 2013.
1: So, and like those girls, their family suffers from it. Yeah. You know, there's just so much collateral damage in these Murders and it just makes me so sad. And poor Skylar's yeah. parents. I can't even imagine. Imagine,
0: like, yeah, uh, gr-
1: growing up with these girls like in in your home. And she obviously felt like she could trust them. The fact that she's sneaking out of the house at what time, you know, like you don't sneak out of the window to go get murdered, or no. if you're scared of these people, that's just
0: so sad. And it seems to me like um, the girl Edie was a little bit more. Well, because she, the other girl, Shoof, is the one that confessed, and they said Edie didn't apologize or address the court at all, and Shuf did. She said that the person that did that was not the real me. I became scared, caught up in something that I did not want to do. So, you know, it seems like one of them was more of the mastermind, mm-hmm. but- I don't know, they still both did it. Yeah, this this is just so disturbing to me. I mean, my daughter is almost fifteen. Like she has close friends. It's like not that I think her friends would ever do that, but it just makes you wonder. Well, it makes
1: like I'm sure Skylar's parents never it's never crossed their mind either. Like that's what's terrifying. It's like, girls, there's other ways. Like just stop being friends with that person. Yeah, it's gonna hurt them, whatever, but like they like when you're a teenager, you think What's in front of you is the whole, your whole life, your whole world. And it's not. I mean, I barely even think about high school ever.
0: Yeah. I can't believe that we didn't hear about this one. Like,
1: it seems like
0: this would be, you know, a, a big event. And if you look at the mugshots of the girls, who were the murderers they look like completely normal yeah. teenage girls you know That's sad so <sighs> yeah this one uh, although it's not the same as the slender man mur- murders it just kind of reminded me of it because mm-hmm. it was friends you know and at least in the slender man murders uh, the girl lived the girl yeah didn't. but she
1: trusted her friends yeah. and, and thought, her
0: life will never be the same no never it's so sad, you know it's very tragic in this one that she died, you know, like just it i can't I can't ever wrap my head around things like this as to why it happens, so yeah. man, this was a this was a tough one i I can't believe I've never heard about this one before. Mm-hmm. It's just so sad and tragic, and you know the lives of so many people are forever changed mm-hmm. from. Yep. Such a stupid thing. You don't like her anymore. Okay, so what? Then you just don't be friends with her and move on. You don't kill somebody just because you don't like them. No. Man.
1: I mean, to even have the wherewithal to plan it out and then bury her and then be able to keep silent, God, it would, I'm just, I'm not capable of something like that. Oh my God, no. There's And I always think like, oh, in this situation, I would, I'd kill the person, I would do this. And it's like, no, I wouldn't be able to because I'd have too much to lose too, you know? Yeah. But just, it just makes me so sad, and these girls ruin their own lives because of it too. Yeah, sad. Whew. Well, we're well yeah. back
0: and we're better, folks. Thank you so much, everyone, for being so understanding.
1: We just y'all needed your a little support, bit more time. Amazing, amazing yeah. support. We did take a little bit more time off too. I mean, I feel like life is just throwing me curveball after curveball here, and the amount of. Messages that I got, and well, we got is just saying, take your time. We're here. Yeah. Take your time. We'll be here when you guys are ready. And it's like, thank you.
0: Yeah. We have some of the best listeners. Like, seriously, I know we say that all the time, but man, you guys fucking rock. Yeah. You
1: feel like family.
0: Yeah. You're our people.
1: Damn it. Mm -hmm. You're our people. So next week's episode we will be doing on fights. We have already gotten a few in. I'm excited for this one. Me too.
0: Not that we condone fighting for everyone overly sensitive out there. Right. I hate that we even have to have these disclaimers. I feel like they're promoting fighting on Blonde Moments podcast. But like our (laughs) listeners
1: know. We're not condoning it. We just want to talk about it. Right. And that's why we love you. But um, if you have a fight story, send it in to podcast at gmail.com. Or you can slide in our DMs.
0: You can slide in our personal DMs, in our Blonde Moments Podcast
1: DMs. You can slide in all of them. Slide in where you fit in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is a little bit of a longer joke, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Not like crazy, crazy long, but... Bob walked into a sports bar around 9.58 p.m. He sat down next to a blonde at the bar and stared up at the TV just as the 10 p.m. news was coming on. The news crew was covering a story about a man preparing to jump off the ledge of a building downtown. The blonde looked at Bob and said, do you think he'll jump? Bob said, you know, I'll bet he'll jump. The blonde replied, well, I bet he won't. Bob placed a $20 bill on the bar and said, you're on. Just as the blonde placed her money on the bar, the guy on the ledge did a swan dive off the building, falling to his death. The blonde was very upset, but willingly handed her $20 to Bob, saying, Fair's fair. Here's your money. Bob replied, I can't take your money. I saw this earlier in the 5 p.m. news, so I already knew he would jump. The blonde replied, I saw it too, but I never thought he'd do it again.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) god.